So Blenderheads, today might be the first and last time we talk about a jazz record. Let's find out. Today we're talking about Lee Morgan's Volume 3. Came out in 1957 on Blue Note Records. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. This album's older than my mom. I've always liked jazz. Um, picked it up in movies and like, you know, obviously as a kid I was interested in like Miles Davis, John Coltrane and stuff. Um, Lee Morgan was the first artist I found that nobody like told me about. And volume three um, isn't the first thing I ever listened to, but I've kind of heard people talk about it. So I, I wanted to bring it up and, uh, you know, bring it up to you guys. So you kind of discovered this on your own? Yeah. How'd you like, how'd you happen Spotify. upon it? Spotify. So I didn't what? really find it on my own. Hold on. <laughs> Did this come up in like your suggested stuff or? Yeah. Well, okay. So like, uh, Horace Silver is somebody that people talk about. Right. Uh, I just found him through other artists and like, uh, it's like, okay. So we're about to talk about a Lee Morgan album, right? Yeah. But really we have to talk about almost everybody in this album, just like every other jazz record. Uh, that's what's so cool about like the jazz point. records to me was like the art was really cool especially blue note the mm-hmm. art was really cool um the liner notes had like the story of like why you know even like old country records and stuff and there was a background to it uh there was a you know different artists coming in and out of it and i, I just love that i, I love like to be able history. to read everything that was going on you know do you have this on vinyl i do not but i do have it on cd and a lot of my jazz i actually get you know, CD wise, uh, sometimes vinyl doesn't have like all the information liner notes that like say a CD had. Interesting. You know, cause I oh, mean, yeah. when you were younger, as you remember, like booklets were, you know, they were booklets. Exactly. They're like two pages. Now vinyl is, everything's compressed into one sheet. Mm-hmm. And that's why when a band actually does it right, like a, with a reissue and stuff, which you should, if you're reissuing something, give us, give the fans something. Um, on the packaging yeah come on fuckers we're paying for it (laughs) um i always respected that but with jazz like i said i like reading and finding out Mm -hmm. you know different artists that way right because lots of people played on this exactly um i've been a jazz fan my whole life like my family listened to jazz like glenn miller dave brubeck uh, Diana Krall, and then later on, after I had started playing drums and stuff, you hear about like Dave Weckl and 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 uh, drummers like that, uh, Snarky Puppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big fan of which you fucking hated that Dude, video that we played. <laughs> yeah, that shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if I didn't see them, but I, <laughs> I think that makes it better. Oh, uh, but when you picked Lee Morgan, I was like surprised. I didn't know who it was. I'm not like way into jazz i just like i like to listen to it it's always been a uh, genre i've been way into Mm. but i'm just i'm not familiar with lee morgan at all yeah casey you're Uh, what's your jazz intake like so my jazz intake is um i've always been jazz curious (laughs) (laughs) but i wouldn't necessarily say that i'm a jazz fan i think the closest i come to jazz is uh trioscapes Dan Briggs, uh, jazz fusion kind of thing. It's not even close. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I get what you're. I I always felt like jazz is a mood music for me. Like background music? No, not necessarily background, but there's a there's a certain situation you have to be in to listen. What is to that it. situation? So so I jazz was not on my radar at all. Um, and my wife and I went to New Orleans and um, hell yeah, uh, Dixieland. I don't, I don't remember what year it was, and we went for the Voodoo Festival. Um, and we were walking down Bourbon, and there was a jazz band playing, and we stopped in the bar. Uh, they had the doors open. We heard it. We walked in. And in the moment, not being a fan of jazz, it was like all encompassing. It like enveloped like the whole, the like whole the room, room even. Yeah. Yeah. And it was this very like, to me, it felt like this very um, like impromptu, um, not necessarily rehearsed, almost like you're watching a band rehearse more than you're you're actually watching a band play a mu- uh, a, a set. That's uh, so you're, cool. You're watching musicians have fun. Exactly, and and so to me, listening to this kind of took that whole like persona away from like that the mystique away from the jazz music because it was recorded and it didn't have that energy and so to me i've always associated jazz with kind of an impromptu like jam session um that's kind of, it's very jazz to and, be and improv so, yeah so like so like to uh to like listen to it recorded it was a it was a whole different experience for me it took a really long time to like kind of get into this mm-hmm did you enjoy this album though? Did you like, even though it's not live and like not an experience, like a recording of it from 1957? <laughs> so the first 250 times I listened to this, I didn't like it. I, I, I won't go as far to say I didn't like it. I didn't get it. It was too smart for me. It didn't scratch that itch. It, it left me, it doesn't like put you in the room. It, yeah, it, it doesn't. Um, so, what was it? Um, so, so we've been sitting on this for a while. Yeah, we've been listening to this one for a minute. Yeah, um, which and, good thing. And quite yeah. frankly, I love when we do these longer, like marinade with the the music we've suggested. So we started this album when it was still cold outside. It's uh, not cold outside. It's anymore. not cold outside anymore. But the point I'm trying to make is. We had, we started this album when it was cold and we had some crazy temperature changes where like it was cold one day, it was hot the next day. And then like two days later, it was beach cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was driving around, I cracked my windows down because it was hot in the car, but not cold or not hot enough to run the air conditioner. And this album clicked. Wow. And I was like, holy shit, I fucking get it. Can I say something real quick? Yeah, go for it. The same exact thing happened to me where I'd be like going to work and I'd have it in and I would have those my I'd have my windows down mm-hmm. at some points and like just having my coffee and this fucking loud. Yeah. Because you know you're driving and my windows are like all the way down and it just it's great. This it's a good this morning does, for me. This it's album a morning doesn't listen. fit the rat race of life, but it fits the slow down and Whatever happens, happens. There's this vibe to this album. And once it fucking clicked, 
I started noticing all these little nuances in this album. Like the fact that there's some fucking trumpet parts where the microphone just can't handle the peaks of this trumpet. Yeah, and it's it just so stores. cool, yeah. And like the drums, like a little bit off timing here and there, almost like it was played live. And that live fucking feeling that I got when I was in New Orleans kind of hit. And I was like, I was amazed by it. That's why I was asking that. Like if it, because to me, you can hear that it's it's clearly live, right? Most of the shit, if not all of it, it's recorded live. It, and it probably is. I don't know if it is. I right. would say, yeah. I didn't look into it. There might be like yeah, one. Yeah, there's no tracking. It's all reel to reel. There's like it's one all... mic in the room or whatever, or a handful of mics, maybe four yeah. or something. You know what I mean? They're all playing. So, yeah, the drumming on this, you, you bring it up. It's, you know, maybe a little off timing or whatever. But what's really cool about this album is that, you know, it's kind of the start of this drummer's, like, career playing with more and more people, you know? He was a little more unknown. Okay. Uh, I, his name escapes me right now. But also, like, Lee Morgan's, like, a teenager, I believe, when they recorded this. Way young. Uh, yeah. Um, That's so fucking rad, dude. It's, dude, yeah. It's, like, a staple in time, you know? Like, uh, I, don't think- I remember Clifford, you know, I didn't know that uh, Clifford Brown... Uh, had died not even a year prior before that and that's who that song is for i had no idea so like i'm so glad that i actually picked this because i got more into and that's what i love about jazz the history of it the players Mm -hmm. of it the dude this is it's a very cool genre i get i get into it uh i think the drummer's playing is pretty solid like i don't it's not sloppy. It's it's swingy. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not at all saying that it's sloppy. There's just these little nuances that you catch that make it feel live. Mm-hmm. It's definitely live because he's like doing accents, mm-hmm. but the accents like land differently every and, time. And, I love it, dude. And the rhythm section on this whole album is amazing through the whole thing. Like that's like the thing that peaked for me was the whole rhythm section with the the fucking walking bass back and forth and the little fucking yes, dude. The brushes and stuff. Were the great. brushes are great. I believe which were actually uh, musicians that played with the Miles Davis and okay. John Coltrane uh uh group that they would usually play with. Okay, so okay. that's who's all also playing on this. So I that like that sense. it's it's fucking kind of fast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some jazz is like slower. Like I like Diana Krall mm-hmm. and some of her stuff can kind of tend to be a little more slower and moodier. This is like, it feels like sweaty. Okay. Like it's hot. You <laughs> uh, know what I mean? And like shit's kind of cooking the whole time. Yeah. And things are happening. Um, it's fucking, it's, yeah, it's pretty fucking good, dude. Um, it, you said, so when you picked this, one of the things you said that really resonated to me is like, we all love jazz. But we don't talk about jazz. No, I, I think it's not necessarily that we all love jazz. I think it's that we all love the idea of jazz. But we're all jazz. not smart enough to understand jazz. <laughs> well, me that's personally. Uh, <laughs> that's true, yeah. I, I do like jazz. I've yeah. always kind of liked jazz. And like I'm like trying to think about like when I started liking jazz. Like where did that come from, you know? And I think it actually might have been my mom. Okay. I think my mom like kind of like was playing something one time. I don't think she even knew who knew who they were, but my mom was like listening to it. And I just remember being like, Oh, I really like this. You know, this is cool. Yeah. And, uh, so anyways, I, I'm not like the biggest jazz fan, but some of us are, uh, that enjoy jazz aren't knowledge, knowledgeable in it because we don't talk about it. We don't learn about it from each other. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you mentioned artists that, a couple artists that I actually had never heard of, you know what I mean? Well, and, and there's a standard that like that we as metal fans kind of 
Like there's a, there's a structure that you understand and jazz doesn't follow that structure. So it's, it's really hard for us to understand something like that. And that's my issue with this is like, I feel like, like as, as good as this is, I still don't understand it. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. There's like a vibe to it and like a culture to it that I'm not a part of directly. Yeah. I have a deep appreciation for it, but I'm not in it. Yeah. Like I'm a metalhead. Well, and that's the thing. So we could talk about. We've been in metal bands. Well, we could talk about like double time and and blast beats and and power chords and things like that and the structures that. But I have no clue when it comes to like nine ten timing or or whatever they use these. Do you do you think this is like too like music nerdy? Like you know what I mean? Like too like uh. So I'll say this: At, at many points of listening to this album, I wish there was vocals in it but at the same time i'm like adding vocals to jazz doesn't that just make it blues um no, no there's diana, jazz singers chet baker i i see diana that's thing. i'm yeah, not i'm, a I'm, big not, diana I'm fan. not familiar enough with jazz to understand it yeah the jazz bands when we were in or the band that we watched i don't even know who it was when we walked into that bar in, in louisiana or in new orleans it's a house band dude it was whatever it might have been a house band i saw one on a steamboat and it was great the the two or three Dixieland songs band, the two or jazz. three songs we watched they didn't sing on and as we were walking out a singer came up and was singing and it was uh i want to say it was a female singer i don't remember yeah old loungy and shit yeah and yeah, i was like great, oh dude love this it. is great but we we were like well let's go get more drunk do you get emotion out of this though do you feel like there's like emotion being conveyed i feel like there's emotion being conveyed i don't think I understand the emotion. I, you could you could feel the undertones of like there's this this rawness kind of being pushed out of it, but I don't know where they're going. So I think that's my thing. Being I, a, I kind of agree. Being a lyrics guy, I I rely on a lot of like vocal pattern and uh, and fran- like vocal fray and and things like that to understand the emotion they're trying to get across. And I don't get that from this. I think we're there's also. Some- Sorry. Oh no. There's just some tempo shifts in this that 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 portray that they're trying to get there to me, but I'm not versed enough in this style of music to understand what they're trying to get across. Or even if that's like the goal. Yeah. And it might not be, right? Yeah, it, it might not be. I think also we gotta remember that this was recorded in nineteen fifty seven. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, we're, we're, we're like, oh, we're the, this, this and that, you know what I mean? I mean, this is entertainment, man. Yeah, doo-wop was this the is, popular music back well, then. Well, this is like a debop, I guess, like style of jazz. Mm-hmm. So, like, actually, this was like... Hard bop? Yeah, like, it was like a... <laughs> it was like a, like a, a different change. It was like the next generation of jazz players that were a part of this. Like, Charles Mingus is a part of this. Horace Silver I brought up and stuff. H- Hank Mobley and... So I guess me, and that's why I wanted to pick it too, is because I didn't know how, uh, how much about jazz you guys knew or whatnot. You Absolutely know, it's like testing nothing. the, yeah, and that's what can make into <laughs> like you know Dark Throne, like yeah, it can no, make and, for and, good conversation. And, and you I know. totally get where you're coming from. So after listening to this, there's influence in here that I I didn't understand at the time that came from jazz. So like uh we all voted um Imperial Triumphant on the last season as Very one of our top influence. albums. Um and we we all stated, oh yeah, it's jazz influence. But I didn't understand what I meant at the time. I was like, oh yeah, it's jazz because they had trumpets and shit. But going back and listening to this, I understand that like, oh the time the signature improv and, and the, bro, improv. the light just went bing. 
Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, that is like honestly Fuck cool yeah. and honest like, and awesome. And, and these little nuances. And even in like 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 um gent bands and and progressive hardcore and stuff, there's these little nuances that were picked up. And I don't know necessarily if they were picked up from this band specifically, but they were picked up from this genre of music and this progression of it. And it, it makes it like that much cooler to go back and listen to something that you might not necessarily love or like or even understand. But the fact that you could listen to it and pick up on little nuances in the music that you like mm-hmm. that was influenced. I mean, there's shit that we listen to now that we're like, oh, it was influenced by Metallica or it was listened to influenced by 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 Rush or it was influenced the by Guns N' Roses. Music. But they were influenced by the previous generation, was influenced by the previous generation. And to go back this far and listen to something and be like, oh, it's cool that this was influenced by this. It's yeah, like, I don't want to say this because it sounds stupid, you know? But to me, like, this is rock and roll. Like, these guys are, like, playing in clubs, getting drunk, dancing, having a good-ass time. You know, that's rock and roll. It is you kind know, of rock. Ju- I, I, but I don't want to – that's just how I would describe it to somebody, right? right yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to put rock and roll on this, you know what I mean? Well, but but I the vibe, the attitude it was, yeah, is Exactly, pumped. it was the attitude. I have a prediction that we're going to do more jazz and it's going to be I, something I we get into. I, I, I As agree. the show Blender Style count on more jazz because i got tons of picks bro that's so, cool and also if you guys have picks b- please send them our way i mean we're definitely open to leave them in the comments to, you know, hit us up music. on social as media as long as it's not country we're good oh it's country uh, uh, country's fucks. gonna happen it's happening dude so i i talked about it previously but it's a it's a product of the the generation that this was recorded mm-hmm the microphones couldn't handle the the dynamic range of some of the instruments, which was one of my big, one of my, not necessarily bigger because I didn't catch it until I actually really started listening to the album, but one of my main things, because there's not a lot to dislike about this, honestly, to me, except for the fact that it's way too smart for me and I don't understand it. My biggest complaint is, why are they lying and saying that the last two songs are two different takes? Because they're exactly the same. I could not hear a difference. <laughs> I didn't go through it with a fine-tooth comb, but what, they sound the you same. You know what's really hilarious about that is, like, we both say that, but I guarantee you there's some jazz nerds out like, there. Yeah, oh, they they know. They Actually, know. yeah, they know exactly where the nuance difference is on it. That's my beef about it, too, is some of the uh, recording is, like, not holding up to the, how loud this shit is. Yeah. And it sounds shrill. Yeah, exactly. And it like kind of hurts my ears a little bit and I have to like turn the volume down mm-hmm. cuz it but it's like 1957 there's like no bass. Yeah, it's like the old days when they just sung into a fucking big giant megaphone and then it, the needle fucking etched the record for them. Hmm. But like you're saying there's not much to dislike about it but at the same time it's like I don't understand it. To me there's not a deeper like emotional like mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot going on here that like makes me like be like wow that was amazing it's good i like it but at the same time it's not blow me away like it's my, not tugging at your soul like but, miles davis sketches of spain is an album that's cl- i'm close to you know what i mean and it's but, like but deep is that and, and, is that based off the fact that because it's just musical no no no, no. Okay. i love instrumental stuff okay all the time that's my issue with it so I like jazz that's more challenging and like more going on. Um, it's pleasant to listen to. I would absolutely like if someone's like you, like Lee, da- uh, Lee Morgan, 100%. I do. Yeah. It just doesn't play well as an album. I love yeah. Lee Morgan, but it doesn't. Uh, that's my like, that's like my only beef about it. 
What would you rate it then? I give it a 3.3 out of 5. I think it's good, but there's not enough going on here to like keep my attention where I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to have Lee Morgan Volume 3. It's a good listen. You put on another Lee Morgan album, I'm probably just as good as that one. So uh, I'm a Lee Morgan fan. I'm glad you helped us discover it. Uh, it's good. 3.3 for me. Casey, Lee Morgan, Volume 3. Um. Close, no cigar for me. Um, two point nine out of five. Mm-hmm. I think it's a decent album. I just don't understand it, uh, and and I think it comes from my. This is kind of my introduction to jazz. Like I said, my my most jazzy is Trioscapes. Um, so this is kind of a introduction <laughs> to jazz to me. I have a story about this after this, but I, I'm not going to say it here. I like the concept of it. I feel the style of music misses so much when it's not live. I feel like you have to have that live that that feeling at the time you know um and i feel like just on album it misses so much of that nuance of of the like being in the the scene at the time um i think had i listened to this you're you're listening to something you missed out on exactly i think if if i was to go to a bar um and listen to any of these songs being played live even by some other random person it would be a hundred percent better than what it is on the album, and I think that's just a. I get uh, what you guys are saying. A side effect of the jazz scene to me. I always uh-huh. associated jazz with spontaneity, and this just isn't spontane- spontaneous enough for me. Even though it was, it's recorded. It is, but it just decades ago. Yeah, decades ago, live music sounded like recorded music. <laughs> Nathan, your pick, Lee Morgan, Volume Three. I give it a four point for. I remember Clifford alone. I think uh, it's a great banger. track. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you guys. I understand where you guys are coming from. Um, but also at the same time, I love that I am hearing that mic. I love that I'm hearing these things because it is a product of its time. And uh, I love history. I want it to sound old. I want to hear the the gears moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good record. Uh, there's better records and better recordings by him, and he's got an awesome story. So if you get a chance, check out Lee Morgan. Doesn't he have a documentary? Um, there was about a documentary like, that like came leading out. up to his death or whatever. And yes, we're not like, even going to touch on it here. But yeah. yeah, there's a documentary on Netflix that you can go and uh, check out. So that was Lee Morgan, Volume Three. This is Blender Style. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and go fuck yourself. Welcome to Blender Style, where three metalheads talk about something they know nothing about.